Welcome to Paranormal Underground Radio. Join us each week as we delve into some of life's most complex questions. It's time to explore the unexplained with your hosts, Karen Frazier and Rick Hale. It is Thursday night, and if you can hear our voices, you're exactly where you need to be. She is Karen Frazier. I am Rick Hale. This is Paranormal Underground Radio at hazyradio.com. Welcome. So, Karen, how are you? I'm very well, thank you. How did your week go last week without me? Did you miss me? You know what? Actually, we did. And I, th- I really think that you would have enjoyed talking to our guest. Um, you know, she's a fount of knowledge when it co- as, it co- as it pertains to Wisconsin cryptids. Um, I probably would have, but I was watching a concert. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so, how, how was that? Um, it was very nice. It, you know, it's just yet another step in the progression of my child leaving me. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's good and bad. I, I, there, are, there are things that make me sad about it. We had to go over on Monday for him to audition for the music studio at the sure. college he's going to next year. And, um, you know, it's, it's, I mean, so I'm being eased into the fact that he's going to be leaving me in September. And yeah. I haven't had a moment since the date the one that i learned about the day the date of his move into the dorms and i promised him when he told me that oh, we move in on this day and i burst into tears mm-hmm. that i wouldn't do that every time he mentioned college and so far i've been good to my word <laughs> <laughs> because there are good things too i mean you know of course come on <laughs> no kids in the house right yeah and and that's that's going to be great for you and jim you know i mean you guys well, are going to have yeah. finally have that time to you know yourself and we've never had it because I, we had kids when we got married. Go on a cruise, man. Go on a cruise. Oh, we're not going to need a cruise. <laughs> <laughs> it's the motion of the ocean, baby. Plus, no. Plus, we're going to be, you know, funneling a lot of our resources to pay for the kid to be out of the house. So, right. Right. Yeah. yeah. You know, and I'm, I'm glad that I have a long time yet to go for that. But I tell you what, just the last three years of Theo's life alone has gone by. So fast. Oh, just you wait. It I gets, know. It goes faster. It's, I, I really, I mean, I don't, he was just Theo's age mm-hmm. yesterday. Yeah. You know, and he's graduating on the 6th, a month from, yeah, a little under a month he's graduating from high school. Well, congratulations to Tanner. And congratulations on him getting into uh, the school that he wanted to get into. I think that's great. Yep, he did, and he's excited, and he, his audition, he said it went terribly, but he always says that every time he plays anything. He's um, a perfectionist. He made it, he, but he, he was accepted into this, the music studio that he auditioned for, so. Outstanding. He's well on his way, yes, and he came home with a list of things he needs, including a new saxophone. Yeah, you know what, the sax, saxophone is my favorite. I love the sound of a saxophone, like Charlie Parker is one of my favorite jazz oh, musicians. Oh, that's Tanner's. Tanner's favorite, you guys should talk. Oh, Tanner really? Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Yeah, Bird was the best. I mean, yeah, were, Tanner's like, totally into Bird. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, has he ever seen the uh, the biopic or the, the movie? The, yeah. Uh, I think it was Forrest Whitaker played him. It's excellent. And it's so sad that he's a guy. He only died at 34 years of age. But yeah. he got into the drugs, man. Got into the drugs. Well, that's what happens. So, that's right. Yeah. So, what's new, uh, you know, like paranormally with you? Anything? Um, a week from today. My BFF and bromance, Chuck Gotsky and I, we are going to be uh, film. No, we're going to be filming our very first episode of Eerie Events. We're going to be uh, 
oh yeah, we're going to be filming it at one of the most haunted locations in you know all of Chicagoland, and uh, I'm not going to say what it is, but um, it's one of the you know it's w- one of the more famous haunts. That's fun. Very yes. cool. So Can't when wait. will these when will these be coming to a screen near us? Um, it probably will be June or July, but. Ghost Adventure, I'm sorry, Ghost Adventures, my God. Uh, the Ghost Tapes 2, the uh, documentary that I did with uh, Luke Millett, that will be out sometime in July, and then I'm going to be filming with him, doing episodes with that as well. So it's kind of going to be kind of a busy summer for Rick. Well, okay, we're referring to ourselves in the third person now. That's right, you know, Jimmy can dunk, Jimmy can put the moves on the lane. No, um, okay, <laughs> Ricky, let's get calling you Ricky Chicago. Yeah, that's right. No, but um, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's, I'm, I'm glad to finally be doing something like this. You know, it's it's about time. Yeah, well, good. I, I And it sounds like fun. So when it comes to a screen near us, is it going to be a computer screen? Do we have, you know, do you have any idea how distribution is going to go at this time? It's going to be on a computer screen. Of course, it'll be at YouTube first. But I do believe that Chuck said something about building a website for it. So ah. I think at first it's going to be YouTube. All right. So you're going to be one of those... One of those uh, famous paranormal people with a YouTube channel. I don't know. I mean, I, you know what? Fame is. Fame, and then, fame is, and then fame you isn't won't exactly even remember me. me. No, fame isn't even exactly for me. I'm not that kind of person. But you know, hey, if good fortune comes my comes my way and our way, that's just the way it's got to be. You know. Okay. Well, I'm just happy to be doing anything paranormal. Yes. So there you go. How about you? What's going on with you? We have an investigation this weekend. Really? Do tell. Or can you? Um, it's a big, huge venue. We've actually had to invite some outside teams to come in. It's a private home. Okay. Um, but there's like six or seven different locations within it because it's, it's a farm. Oh, wow. And um, I did the walkthrough, and there's uh, a couple weeks ago, and mm-hmm. we had activity on the walkthrough, so there's activity throughout this place. And the family would like us to um, see if we can help clear the energy so that the farm can sell. So this is something that they don't exactly like or want then? Well, they feel that there is some energy there. It's an interesting case study. And I can't say very much because, of course, it's a private client and all of that. Sure, of but to me, it's an interesting case study of how a family inhabits a home, that how it affects the energy of the home. And this family hasn't done, don't get me wrong, this family hasn't done anything wrong. They're not evil people. They're not bad people. You know, families go through things. Sure. And... Yeah, Sorry, go ahead. Well, so and so it's an interesting study to me in how the way someone inhabits a home then affects the energy and I mean paranormally and otherwise as well. And we just what's interesting is we've had a couple of uh we've had a couple of cases like this just uh, like last weekend or the weekend before we went and did a walk through of a house mm-hmm. that it was the same type of thing that the family's energy was part of what was drawing in all of the things that were going on. Right. So it's fascinating to me. See, and that and that's one of that's one of the reasons that I prefer doing private homes is because there is so much psychology that goes on goes on mm-hmm. that's goes on it. And that's one of the things I really like to observe. I like to observe how um the the living coexists with the you know, non-living. The last investigation I went on, um I do believe that the that the uh, clients fear 
of the very benign spirits in his home was what was driving him or what was yes. like driving you know the energy along it's like he thought that they were trying to scare him but yep. in effect kind of came to the conclusion that they were just saying trying to say hi yeah we have i actually wind up having that conversation a lot with clients um about their emotions about the uh, about the activity there actually amplifies it right yeah, I, I find that that happens quite a lot. Hey, I yeah. just realized that we got so busy talking, we forgot to mention who our guest is going to be. Oh, that is right. Actually, this is a pre-tape. This is a, ta- a pre-tape that I did with uh, Rob Demarest, uh, formerly of GHI, now with Haunting um, Australia, as well as Seekers of Malaysia. And, um, you know, it was a really good interview. He's a really great guy. It was really interesting to find out that he used to do exactly what I do now, before he uh, started doing his TV career. Oh, see, you two can make it big like Rob Demarest. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> so, but yeah, it was, a, it was a really good interview. Rob's a really, really swell guy. And uh, I'm, yeah, I really, I'm looking I, forward I, to hearing I, it. Yeah, I do believe that our, uh, that our listeners will enjoy it. I know. And so this is my first experience also with the hour and a half long format. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if I seem to forget, just elbow me in the ribs. I, I you know, but I wish I could do that. Well, or you, you know, you can Skype me, or even just say, "Uh, dude, it's like over now." Okay. All right. <laughs> so, um. So yeah. Um. So what else? Anything else new? Nope. Nothing. Nothing at all. We are the two most boring people on the planet. <laughs> Not exactly, but. Um, <laughs> guys, um, yeah. Do you think that maybe we should go to break now, then come back to the the interview? Is that what that said that you just typed in Skype that I can't read? Yeah, uh, like the Komodo break. Is that like <laughs> a Komodo dragon? Dragon is a Komodo. Jamie went out. I have Theo call, crying upstairs right now. I got to go check oh, on him. Oh, so you have to go to. I got it. All yes. right, guys. So we are going to go to break. So Rick, go play dad. When, when we come back, we will be oh. talking to Rob Demarest. So stick around, everybody. It's Paranormal Underground Radio on the Hazy Radio Network. Hi, this is Cheryl Knight, editor for Paranormal Underground Magazine. And I'm Chad Wilson, Paranormal Underground Magazine's publisher. Every month, Paranormal Underground Magazine explores the unexplained by examining topics that range from haunted sites to ufology to cryptozoology. We also spotlight investigators and researchers who continue to pave the way in a field that seeks to answer some of life's most complex questions. If you want to read about topics like psychic phenomena, demonology, conspiracy theories, crystals and herbology, and much, much more, visit ParanormalUnderground.net and start exploring the unexplained today. Visit us today at ParanormalUnderground.net and get a 12-month digital subscription for 15% off the cover price. Do you want to keep up with what's going on at Paranormal Underground? Then tweet us on Twitter at ParanormalUG. Or follow us on Facebook at Paranormal Underground. Meet us on MySpace, Paranormal Underground. There's no need to be in the dark about what's going on at Paranormal Underground. Join us on your favorite social networking site today. Hey everyone, it's Karen Frazier. I'm here with my co-host of Paranormal Underground Radio, Rick Hale. Hi everyone. We invite you to join Paranormal Underground Radio on the Hazy Radio Network to explore the unexplained every Thursday night from 6 to 8 p.m. Pacific and other times in the flyover states. 
<laughs> Each week, we talk with investigators in the field, researchers, authors, and experts about topics that include paranormal investigation, ufology, cryptozoology, and spirituality. So, please join us each Thursday at 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern for Paranormal Talk with great guests right here on HazyRadioNetwork.com. Hey, this is Karen Frazier, writer and radio host with Paranormal Underground. Since I wrote my book, Avalanche of Spirits, The Ghosts of Wellington in 2010, people have asked me what happened next. In my new book, Dancing with the Afterlife, a paranormal memoir, my Wellington story continues. Dancing with the Afterlife is more than the continuation of the Wellington story, however. It's also the story of a lifetime of afterlife research and paranormal encounters. What I've learned has changed my life, and it might change yours as well. To learn more about Dancing with the Afterlife or to read an excerpt from the book, visit DancingWithTheAfterlife.com. Thank you. Hey everyone, Chucky G here. Come join me on my show, In the Dark Radio, where we talk with guests on everything from ghosts to cryptids. Starting from 10.30 p.m. to 12 a.m. Eastern, come into the zone and have some fun, right here on the Hazy Radio Network.
Hi, this is Hazy, and you're listening to the Hazy Radio Network. The views expressed and the opinions given by the individual hosts and their guests do not necessarily reflect those of Hazy Radio Network, its affiliates, or sponsors. All shows are independently owned and broadcast for entertainment purposes only. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Paranormal Underground Radio at hazyradio.com. I am your host, Rick Hale. Uh, Karen cannot be joining us today. And I just need to warn you that this is a pre-record. And we are pre-recording with a gentleman that needs very little introduction. He is internationally well-known paranormal investigator and researcher and the lead investigator on the wildly popular show Haunting Australia. Rob Demarest, thanks for joining us at the Underground. Wait. I thought you said there was going to be like a drum roll and music and that's it? Oh, that's it. That's it. <laughs> How are you doing? <laughs> Pretty good. <laughs> actually, you know, for, for the listeners, we have actually, before doing this pre-record, we've been talking for the last half hour about what Rob used to do and what I currently do. And uh, so <laughs> we seem a little punch drunk. That's probably why. So, Rob, thank you so yeah, much. Yeah, yeah. Apologies us. in advance. I'll, I'll try and keep on subject <laughs> as much as I ever do. Yeah, it's like I'm, I'm sitting here right now, and it's like I'm looking over at uh, and thinking it's like, ooh, ballpark uh, hot dogs, uh, one ninety nine each. All right, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's why I can never do these interviews if I have my computer on. Uh huh. Because I'm like, huh, what the heck's going on on TMZ? Oh yeah, um, scariest place I ever went. Uh, hold, uh, no kidding. So they're suing him, huh? Wait, what? What was the question? You know, so I I try my very best not to look at outside interference during an interview exactly exactly I, I i have trouble even going in the chat room because somebody will start like i you know got a lot of friends that in there uh, especially chuck you're on his show in the dark radio and uh he's a real good friend of mine and you know we'll start talking in the chat room and it's like um okay i'm sorry dr taff what were you just saying so i, I <laughs> oh say, don't right. go don't get me going about that oh we, we won't even okay we won't anyway even, okay let let's talk Australia. What caused you to go to basically the entire other side of the world and underneath? Yeah, th- that was kind of an interesting thing. Um, I-, I had done a couple side projects here and there, and I, I really wanted to do something big and different. Um, and so I was actually talking to a buddy of mine, who Gaurav Tiwari, who is an Indian paranormal investigator who was actually featured in Paranormal Underground magazine. Um, oh. And we were talking about would we, you know, where would we want to do a show? What would be really different? And we said, let's do Australia. Um, we talked to a production company. They said, this is a great idea. We love it. And essentially, I guess went around instead of, you know, we didn't do casting calls, none of that. I actually went around to people I knew, um, investigators I thought it would be fun and interesting to work with. We brought in um, a psychic from the U.K. We brought in a medium from Australia. Like I said, we had Gaurav from India. So we had investigators from four countries trying to take on eight of Australia's most iconic and haunted locations. Um, I'm honestly, I'm happy with how it turned out. Nothing turns out exactly how you might have wanted, Um, but I'm happy. I'm happy. See, and that's a good thing too. I mean, you got to be proud of uh, uh, proud of what it is that you work on. Otherwise, it's you know you can you can have the rating, you can have the high ratings all you want, but if you're not proud of it, if you're not happy with it, forget about it. It's useless. 
Yeah, and, and look, with paranormal television, um, sometimes you wind up in a situation, or a lot of times, you were, if you're me, um, you're in a situation where the production company and the network are on one side and the investigators are on, a, on the other. Um, and it's just because, and it's nothing against what they do, but they want an exciting program. Right. And as I've said many, many times, one of the best kept secrets in the paranormal community about ghost hunting is that it can be mind-numbingly boring. <laughs> it can be incredibly dull. Hours and hours of sitting in an empty room in mm -hmm. the dark talking to yourself. Yeah. And, you know, and, so, so you the production like company... Person. Yeah, exactly. You know, like, so, so the production company is going, well, you know, like... Now what? I'm going, well, no, I, I've still got two more hours of sitting in this chair in the dark asking questions, and they're going, what the hell kind of show is this? Um, so it was good to work with a production company that got that. Mm -hmm. um, right away I said, look, I do things above board. Everything is honest. Um, if nothing happens, I'm going to say nothing happened. And they said, that's fine. We'll, <laughs> we'll show someone else. Um, you know, so... It, it, it worked out. I think one of the other things that we tried to do that, that worked out well was find um, eight totally different locations. We didn't want to be like, and once again, they take on yet another prison. You know, yeah. so we, we tried to do one, keep them all different. We did a hotel. We did a prison. We did a mental asylum. Um, we did a homestead. We did, geez, um, we did a school. We did all, all different things for eight episodes, and, and some were great. And some weren't. And that's right. just the way the ball bounces. If you're going to be honest about paranormal investigations, you are going to have some episodes that are clunkers. Um, yeah. And it happened. You know, we unfortunately, here's what happened in TV. A lot of times you, you show the episodes out of order, right? right. Because you, you want your opening episode to be one of your best and your second one to be just as good. Mm -hmm. Because now you kind of have an audience and they'll stay tuned through some of the bad ones. But when we did our first episode, we had an outing. We said, oh, wouldn't it be neat to ride around on segways throughout the, you know, off-road segways in the mountains of Australia? You know, that would be zany and fun and wacky. Yeah. So Gaurav, um, trying to pass Ray, wipes out and breaks his knee. Okay. So okay. now, suddenly... The, the, and and the, the problem was the investigation itself for that first episode wasn't that great. Brand new team, never worked together before. You know, your, your equipment is not turning on. It's not working the way you thought it would. So we're having all those kind of hiccups, but now we have no choice but to air that as our first episode. Right. Um, because otherwise it's like just try and ignore the fact that Gorov, for no explained reason, is in a wheelchair on episode two and three and then walking fine in four and on crutches in five. So we kind of got locked in. Right. So let's, let's, let's talk about the team a little bit. Now, what really sure. impressed me was is that um, you, you guys really do have a nice balance of the spiritual as well as the technical. Um, I myself yeah. would never dream of doing, a, uh, doing an investigation without the impressions of, of a psychic, but, you know, finding right. a real one is hard to come by. Um, Absolutely. Now, yeah. I have always been under the impression that Sci-Fi Channel, I don't care if it's Sci-Fi Channel Slovenia, that Sci-Fi mm. Channel was very much against using psychics. 
I don't know if, if that's a, a deserved reputation. You know, keep in mind they had the short-lived um, <clears throat> failure of a show named Mary Knows Best. Oh, you remember right. that one? Yep, I do remember that one. Um, so so they've, I think that what they've kind of figured out is, you know, it doesn't necessarily work for their audience, mm -hmm. but we never had any pushback. You know, no one from Sci-Fi Australia ever said, ooh, you know, recut the episode and, and don't focus so much on the psychics. It was, it was never an issue. Yeah. Um, so that was cool because, you know, that was one of the key ingredients. The thing that disappointed me, um, I'll be frank at this point, and, and Rick, you can be Mike, um, <laughs> is that the, the problem was that I wanted to do more. I wanted to do, yeah, you have, look, how many shows have you seen where the psychic walks in and says, there's a little boy here, his name's Tommy. Yeah, okay, I mean, whether they're legitimate or not, we've seen it a hundred times. So I wanted to do more with it. I wanted to try seances. I wanted to try table tipping. I wanted to try all these different range to show that psychics aren't just just capable of giving their their impressions, yeah. um, and and that kind of got pushed down the line. And yeah, 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 we'll try that some other time. <laughs> we'll try that after you guys are done filming. Um, right. So you never get everything you want. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the deleted scenes. Yeah, there you go, buddy. Shut yeah. up, Rob. <laughs> The uh, the uh, table tipping and then the table flying across the room. We're going to put that in the blooper reel. Put some Benny Hill music behind it. Yeah, um, so, so you, look, you never do a show that you get 100% what you want. Right. Uh, but I was, I was happy about it. Look, the episode that I know you saw... Um, Gledwoods. That we, won't, we won't say how you saw it magically, okay. you know, but... In that episode, we had a psychic, um, her name's Raylene Cable, she's Australian, she goes into a room and she says, oh, I'm getting a little girl here with me, and she, she's saying yes. And then you get an EVP right after she says that of a little girl saying yes. That, now that, that impressed the hell out of me, I'm going to admit. When I saw that, I was like, that's astonishing, because you rarely get that out in the field. Big time. That, I mean, we, here's, here's the thing that I've always said about paranormal evidence, and, and you can tell me if you agree. And I do the same. The better it is, the more part of you goes, fake, fake. You know, like if, it, if you exactly. see a screaming banshee charging at you on video, you go, yeah, nice try, buddy. You're yeah. not getting this one. I'm, I'm experienced. So we had um, two, we had that happen. And, and look, I handed Raylene the voice recorder. She didn't even know how to turn it on. I, she handed it back to me, and I reviewed the tape myself. Mm -hmm. So there's, there's, there was no tampering. There was no way anyone could have, you know, the, the chain of, of handing things over went from me to her to me. Um, so it happened. We also had two photographs that are full-bodied apparitions. Now, that's two full-bodied apparitions in eight investigations. If I was watching the show, I'd call BS. I, I mean, are you kidding me? I turn into the amazing Randy sometimes with my own. With, if, I, if I, do you know yeah. I, I shared a taxi cab with him? <laughs> Is that right? True story. Yeah, he, he asked me what I was doing, and I said I was a ghost hunter, and he just kind of sighed and looked out the window. But anyway, yeah, true but story. I mean,
Yeah, it's like I turn into the amazing Randy when I get something that's really good, and it's like, okay, is this is this one of the people that I was working? With? I I refuse now to work in huge groups because huge groups do yeah. nothing but cause problems. Oh, it, it's and, so pointless, you know. I mean, uh, I, look, I I understand why you have the big group ghost hunts, um, and the people are out for a thrill, but the evidence that comes from them, I tend to dismiss out of hand. That's exactly the point that I'm trying to make. Um, like right now, I have an investigation. In fact, when I get off the radio, I'm going to eat a couple tacos and take a shower, and then i got to head on out to Cary with, uh, with a psychic friend of mine. And, yeah. um, you know, it's like it's just me and her. I mean, we're doing like the whole Holzer, you know, leak thing. You know, it's the mm-hmm. investigator, yep. the psychic. That's all you need. That's sure. all you need. Well, I mean, look, when, when we did these investigations, you know, I sat down with Gorov and I said, listen, People are going to swear up and down that you're a fake. And, and then people have come out and said it, um, and I knew it was going to happen. I said, but we've got a choice. Because if we're withholding evidence because we're so scared of what people are going to accuse us of, then we're just as bad as the people faking it. Um, yeah. You know, so look, he takes a picture. It's an empty hallway. The dude's sitting there in a wheelchair, so he didn't set the timer and run down the hallway. Um, right. And and he got gets this picture. He tells me there's no there was no one in the hallway. Clearly, the picture has someone standing in the hallway. Mm-hmm. You know, and and if it was anyone else, if I didn't know the guy, I'd say what a cheesy attempt. You know yeah. what what a load of horse pucky. You know yeah. because, but then you'll see some of these episodes where, <laughs> and, and this is something posted wisely. You can tell on, on our show um, if the, the, the tech guys came up with nothing because you get a whole lot of psychic, a lot of medium talk in the episodes where we came up with nothing. I it noticed happens. that. Yeah, it does. You know, well, because... I, I was just going to say, of, of course it happens because these people have a special gift that was purposefully deci- designed by the universe, if you want to call it that or whatever, God, I don't know. Right but to deal with seeing and communicating with psychics. An EMF detector, I remember in 1991 when I started doing uh, investigations, my uncle had an EMF detector because he was an electrician. It was a 50-pound mm-hmm. box with dials on it and two probes. That was an EMF. These things are not designed to be specter detectors, whereas psychics are. Well, hang on a second, sir. Here we go. I, Here we go. I had I had a, a box arrive at my home just yesterday um, with a lot of new gear that I ordered, and this thing I want to bow down to it. Um, really? I don't know if you have seen this, but it is the DMX meter, the Dark Matter Technology EMF meter. Um, this is this, and look, this guy didn't even give me a discount because I tried playing the Paris celeb card. I told him I'd wash his car. Everything, nothing worked. No discount. I'm, he, he's not even going to make them anymore. So I'm not giving him, trying to give him a free plug here. But this thing is so beyond what 99.9% of the field is using right now that it's ridiculous. It's it it. it alerts you when it's hitting that 50 to 60. Mm-hmm. So, so the man-made range, man-made range is covered. So when you hit there, you go, yeah, somebody left their cell phone on. But it also covers um, VLF, uh, extremely extreme low frequency, 
um, a, a full range. So you can it's it's a natural tri field. It's essentially a K2 or or melmeter um, all in one. Now add to that, it also does temperature. It does barometric pressure. It measures battery drain, and it's a voice recorder. Now. Oh my God! Now, how like... much would you pay? Um, <laughs> no, <laughs> no. Actually, I here's where it gets even better. Uh-huh. No, this is where it, it it blows everything else off the market instantly. Uh-huh. It data logs up to eleven hours of every single one of those, and then graphs it onto your computer. Oh my God! I, okay, what? You know what? I'm going to ask this, and I have to. But how much? How how much does something like this go for? Uh, I bought mine at at the normal price. It was four hundred and fifteen bucks. Four hundred and fifteen bucks for all that and so much more. Uh, yeah, I, if I would be sold if it, if it meant my kid not eating for a month. No, I'm totally joking. But um, yeah, I mean that's, yeah, that it's, sounds like a no. Great you're not joking. There. Starve them. <laughs> <laughs> But look, here, you know, I, and I never, you know, people go, what's your favorite piece of equipment? And I can say this and I can say that. But I'm, I'm just staring at this thing and looking at everything it does. One of the problems we have is, is people are wandering around and they're waving their EMF meter here, there, and everywhere, and it beeps and it bops, and they go, ooh, there's a ghost here. Mm-hmm. This thing, you can actually put it down, turn it on, hit record, and leave it there all night. Now, the next day, you can say, wait a second. When there was an EMF spike at 1238, there was also a temperature change, or we captured an EVP right at the same time. Data logging is, is what's um, essentially setting us back so far. The, the, yeah. Don't get me going on the scientific method rant, but um, no, you know, just because you're, you're using a scientific tool doesn't make you a scientist. Um, I can fix a car tire, but I'm not an auto mechanic. We've but had when this you have something many times on the show, we've yeah, had, exactly. Yeah, we've so, had many times. so when you have a device like this one, and you can set it down and say nobody's going to touch it, nobody's going to mess with it, nobody's wandering around with it, and tomorrow morning I want you to tell me barometric pressure, all a full range of EMF. I want you to tell me um, the temperature change. I want to tell me if there was any battery drain. Drain. I want you to tell me if you captured any EVPs in that whole time. That's a game changer. And, right. and sadly, I, I went to on his Facebook page to tell the guy, you are the man today, and saw the announcement that he's done. He's not making them anymore. That's, that's tragic. I mean, it sounds, like that, it sounds like an amazing piece of equipment. It's, it's the best piece of equipment I've ever owned okay. um, by far. So basically, you can you know, just throw everything else out. It, it really, I'm kind of looking at a, I mean, I've got voice recorders, I've got a, a wide range, array of EMF meters and temp guns and even barometric pressure and I, for what? You just yeah. hit a button, you just hit record and this thing does it all for you and instead of me needing to be there to watch the thing, it, it records it all for 11 hours. <laughs> Manufactured by Skynet. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, I, I'm looking at it and saying, you either have this or you don't. And that's now, to me, is a great divide in tech. You know, okay. if you've got, you know, I, I, there's a lot of EMF meters I don't use because they're specifically gauged 
to find the 50 to 60 kilohertz range, which is the man-made, which is your fridge, which is the cell phones going off, it's your Wi-Fi. Um, I'm not interested in that. I'm not saying that a spirit couldn't manipulate it, because it is possible under controlled circumstances. We don't know what a spirit can do. Sure. But I'm saying it would be very hard to tell if that's what was setting it off. I'm, I've always been more interested in um, the lower frequencies, which is the natural, what we give off, what the earth gives off. And this thing covers all of it. So it's already a K2 meter. It's a, it, it beats the Mel meter. It beats the K2 meter. It beats the tri-field natural. It's already got it. I mean, if this thing could give me a back massage, I'd marry it. Okay, now with that being said, <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, I, I, that's, that's an amazing piece of equipment, and there we have it again, where it looks like, you know, science is going to completely take over. It'd be like, you know, Ford building cars back in the 90s. It's like, let's get rid of all of our workers and just have robots, and that looks, oh man, go yeah, I mean, going well, that way. But, I can't but the problem that. is, you, you've, got, you've got to have the user interface, right? Like, this thing sure. can tell you what happened you have to be able to discern, well, wait a second. Yeah, of course the temperature went up at midnight. That's when the AC kicks on. Mm -hmm. You know, and, and so you still have to, you still need the investigator. You know, um, look, I don't think that the technology will ever get to a point, and I could be wrong about this, and in some ways I hope I am. I don't think technology will ever get to a point that it says, yes, ghosts exist, and this thing proved it. Yeah, I mean, um, I, we, we we were talking to Lloyd Auerbach. Uh, we had him on the show mm -hmm. a couple times, like super guy. And um, yeah. I, he's he's right when he says, and I agree with him that um, you you cannot have um, oh god, how did he put it? You cannot call something paranormal or something a ghost without the human without the human element there. Because yeah, yeah. I mean, and, and he's he's a, he is a great guy. Um, followed him for a long time. And, and look, technology can take you so far, and the metaphysical side can take you so far, and I, I think that brings us full circle, is that's what we're trying to, to show with Haunting Australia. Um, mm -hmm. You can't have, you can use them both. They don't have to be mutually exclusive. Um, exactly. You know, and, and how many people were really, like, we, we had a lot of negative feedback um, where, where people who are used to me in a different capacity mm -hmm. um, were like, oh, what the hell are you doing, Rob? And it was like, look, that was, I, what I did before was, was very prearranged. I didn't pick the team. Um, it was all kind of thrust upon me. Right. And, and if, I, if I were to do it now, I, I'm more than happy to bring in you know, a, a shaman who says they can get spirits out of the house, because I want to see if they can really do it. I want to see if the technology proves their claim or it has no influence in it, or let's see what happens. Let's, let's keep pushing. You know, the paranormal field has, has a bad tendency to spin its wheels, to do the same things over and over and over, and we're not moving forward. Right, exactly. Um, and so you've got to keep trying, you know, I, and, and that's why, look, I'm going to probably wind up cuddling tonight with my, you know, new EMF meter, but tomorrow I'm going to be trying to come up with something new. You know, what, what's the next thing? Right. You know, and, and I think that that's the thing that moves the, uh, moves the field forward, and, that's, and the, that really is the very spirit of parapsychology, you know, no pun intended, of course. Right. 
but it's like pushing the boundaries of human consciousness. And I, you know, I think that that's what you're doing on the show with having that really decent balance because I, you know, I've, you know, like you, I've been doing this for, you know, more than 10 years and, Mm -hmm. um, I'm constantly meeting people who are new to the field that are like, well, no, psychics don't exist and we don't care about, you know, that, you know, we don't, we, we don't care about the spiritual side. We only care about the tech side. And it's like, well, spirit from spiritual, you kind of need it. <laughs> you, you, you can't look, you know, I, obviously I agree with you. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of times I feel like I'm wasting my breath. Someone asked me today, right. um, what's wrong with the paranormal field? And I said, real simple, too many sheep, not enough shepherds. Um, yes. You know, too many people watching the TV shows and saying, well, I guess we already know that's, that is how you ghost hunt. And that's not a knock on the TV shows. Mm-hmm. That's saying that you can watch the TV shows and say, ooh, that's an interesting thing they tried. I wonder what would happen if we tried it this way. But they don't. They say, well, that's how you ghost hunt. I'll just emulate what they did. And that gets us nowhere. Right, and that's why we keep having, you know, show after show after show where it's the same goddamn, sorry, thing over and over again, and it gets boring. But you're not, I'm going to tell you something, and you heard it here first, if you you hadn't kind of seen the writing on the wall. You're not going to see... The number of shows you're going to see in America is going to be drastically lower now. Yeah. You know, a lot of people, um, a lot of people said, oh, any time now, the bottom's going to fall out. And then another year went by and 20 more shows came out. Mm-hmm. And then it went on and on and on. Look, um, the number of shows that have, been, have hit the axe in the past year is high. Right. The number of active ghost shows that are on TV in America is tiny compared yeah. to a year ago. Um, so, so you're not going to see it much anymore, which is a good thing and a bad thing. Um, to me, I think it's more of, I mean, I, I should say it's a bad thing because I want to work, um, but in a lot of ways it's a good thing because people are going to have to start thinking for themselves again. Exactly. And, you know, and, and let's, let's get back to... Um Back to the show in Australia. Um, mm-hmm. Now, when it comes to, you know, we know how, you know, ghost hunting here is in the States. It seems to be very dogmatic, very regimented, exactly what we were just talking about. And, I mean, I have the opportunity of belonging to a very large international organization, so I get to talk to people from Italy and people from Germany, and, right. and, I, and I learn their techniques and their methods, but Australia is a mystery to me. How is the field um, in Australia? The, the, I would, hmm, you know, I have to kind of unfortunately paint with very broad strokes here. Go right ahead. A lot of it is emulated from America. Okay. Um, a lot of it is, I'll name names, a lot of it is very ghost hunters, ghost adventures. Um, a lot of teams I see just kind of carbon copied from them. Mm-hmm. The, the, but that's not all of them. I've met some great people over there. What's nice over there is there's a lot more metaphysical. They're closer to the UK in that. Yeah. Um, a lot of mediums, a lot of psychics, which we've been, we've been unfortunately trained in America to say, you know, there, there's frauds out there, therefore they're all frauds. Well, I tell people, you know, and, there's, there's, a, there's, there's fraudulent refrigerator repairmen, but that doesn't mean they're all frauds. 
Well, they all are. I agree with you there. <laughs> Bastards. Yeah. Um, no. The, <laughs> the, look, I, I have said the same thing for a long time, and I'll say it again. And, and I say it to psychics all the time, and it, I can see it pisses them off, but they know I'm right. Um, when you take the entire group known as psychics and mediums, and this, this is a Rob D. rant opinion. I'll try and make it quick. 50% no, of them are deluded. Yes. They believe they have a gift, and they don't. Mm -hmm. um, 49% are con artists. Mm -hmm. They know they don't have a gift, and they have figured out how to cold read and how to hot read and how to do some easy parlor tricks to trick you. And that leaves you only a small, if even 1%, that appear to have a genuine gift. Yeah. Um, and, and, and you tell that, I've told that to countless psychics, and I think I can count on two fingers how many of them just said, yeah, you're absolutely right. A lot of them hummed and hawed and said, well, no, I, but they know I'm right. Yeah. They, they know the field, and they may be scared that they're looking at me saying, I hope he doesn't know I'm part of that 59% of con artists, because there's a lot of them out there. You know, um, so... There's a lot more of that in Australia. Um, unfortunately, one of the other things that they have in common with us is the paradrama. Oh, my God. Um, the, yeah. Yeah, okay. it's big. Yeah. It's really big, and we saw it um, when we made this show. And I knew there was going to be some negative feedback because people were going to say, you know, why the hell are they getting a show when they're not even Australian? We should have our own shows. And I said, look. I'm, I'm, I hate to say it, but I'm doing a lot of you guys a favor because if this show does well, they will, it'll prove that it's a working formula and there will be show opportunities for your team. Right. And, and some of them got that, and I made some good friends with some of the, the big teams over there, and some of them said, you know, you can shove it where the sun don't shine, Demarest, and, and that's okay too. Um, but there was I, I encountered a lot of... Well, don't work with CDR because they suck and they're phonies. And, and mm -hmm. CDR says, well, those guys, they, they fake everything and they steal and blah, blah, blah. And I said, ah, it's just like home. I, I feel so comforted. <laughs> yeah, and it, it's, it, the, the drama thing is uh, pretty intense. And that's why I'm not big on the whole uh, paranormal unity thing. And, yeah, I am making air quotes right now with my fingers because, <laughs> I mean, it's so... It's like okay. It's like we want to we want to get along and we want to all you know be everything be nice and shiny. But don't work with those people over there because they use a psychic, or don't work with those people over there because you know X Y Z whatever. I can't even think of. But it's like okay, where's this paranormal unity you're talking about? This is why I really only like uh, I talk to very scant few people, people that I know, right. people that I trust, because it's like, if I were to put my net out there into a broader range, I'd be afraid of what I would come back with. And that's yeah. just being No, and, and unfortunately, you're, you're right. Um, to me, para-unity, if, if you define it as we should all try and be civil to each other, then mm -hmm. hey, thumbs up, I'm all, hey. I'm all for it. If you define para-unity and you use it in a negative way, which unfortunately a lot of people do, they use it as you can't criticize me in any way, even if it's a fair and honest criticism delivered in a kindly manner, because that's offending para-unity. 
And if I see a piece of equipment that you're using and I believe that it's absolute garbage, I'm going to tell you it's absolute garbage. And if that means that I am not keeping with your idea of para-unity, I don't care. I'm not getting any younger. You know what I mean? Like, uh, you know, people say, I, I talk to, obviously, I, I know a lot of people kind of who have been on TV and this and that. Sure. And I talk to them and I say, oh, God, this is driving me nuts. And they go, yeah, me too, but I'm not going to say anything about it. And I say, why not? Ah, you don't want to rock the boat. And no, I'm like, you, great. You, you do want to rock the boat. And, exactly. And I, That's, this is supposed to be science. If you want to call it science, then we're supposed to be able to say, I disagree with you using this, and here's why. And you say, well, I use it because of this, and we can debate about it. But mm -hmm. if you're telling me I can't call anything out, then we're stuck. Right. You know, Rob, I live, uh, well, we live about uh, 30, 35 miles north of Chicago. And mm -hmm. I, I can walk out my front door and throw a stone and hit about 50 different groups out there. And the yeah. 50 different groups that if you go on their Facebook pages and you go on the Internet and, you know, we've actually, we've, we've had some on the show. It's like, they, it, it's, it's, it's like a turf war. That's how I put it. It's like you got the Big bloods time. over here and then you got the crips over here. And it's like drive-by insulting. <laughs> yep. And that's, and that's exactly what the paranormal field has become in this country. And it's, it makes me sad because I've been at it for so long. Yeah, well, which is why, for the most part, look, I still have a social media presence um, of some sort, but for the most part, I'm not, I'm not in the day-to-day. -day. I'm not in the trenches. I'm not a part of any team that is against that team who loves this team. Like you said, there's, there's a couple people that I talk to, and if I have a question about a piece of equipment, there's a handful of people that I reach out to. Yeah. But in terms of the, you know, let's expose these guys and let's be unified, you guys do whatever you want. That has nothing to do with me. I'm going to, well, you're on Facebook. I'm out investigating. Yeah. No, I know. And it's like, I actually, are you still there, Rob? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I guess yeah. It, it's, it's rare when you hear Rob take a breath even. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's... <sighs> We, well, like speaking of Facebook, you and I we were Facebooking the other night, and yep. I actually got an email from you know a 22 year old girl saying that what the things that not it wasn't an email it was a Facebook message that she saw mm -hmm. through a friend of hers, and who's a, who's on my friends list, and she's like you know you are a threat to paranormal unity, and I'm not going to say on air what I hit you know what I hit her back with because it was very rude, it was very crude, but I got the point across because you know right. Kitty can scratch, and. Um, and it's I, I'm I'm being a threat to paranormal unity because I'm writing something and putting down my thoughts and my ideas and my philosophies and my theories, and it's just that you don't like it. Right. That's all there right. is to it. Absolutely. So now I'm a threat. Look, if if I came out and gave my full-on opinion, um, the the amount of people who would go oh, he's just a bitter jerk, this, that, and the other, would be amazing. Um, oh, I would lose friends left and right, and not just on Facebook, but, like, you know, people that I, you know, socialize with outside of that, too. They'd be like, wow, Rick, you're a dick, and we're out of here. Yeah, yeah, and, and it's like, because I know, you know, look, people talking about, and, and, and look, look at how long you and I get spent talking about paradrama and the way that the teams fight, but... Mm -hmm. All of that 
you know, altogether really has very little to do with the paranormal field and how it moves forward. Um, it, it actually stagnates it a bit. But here's the thing, and I, I hate to even say it, but the people I see mostly who are involved in that kind of thing, mm -hmm. um, they're not moving the field forward anyway. Right. They weren't doing anything, you know, there's so few investigators that, that I talk to and I work with, this is the truth, that I say, wow, they're doing something interesting and different and pushing the field forward. Most of them go, hey, Rob, want to see this, you know, this picture? Look, there's a light in the middle of the screen. Yeah, okay, that's great. Mm -hmm. But, and? <laughs> you know see, what I mean? Like, what, do, what yeah. do you want me to do? You want me to say it's a great find so that you feel good? Okay, it's a great find. Cool. You know, I, I had, I posted the other day, every time that I say that orbs are dust, mm -hmm. I lose Facebook followers and I lose Twitter followers, and that's okay. You could just feel them falling away. <laughs> no, I mean, look, I'm, I'll, I'll do a little state secret right here. I've got on my Facebook... Um, a, a added extension that tells you when people unfriend me. I didn't know you And who that. they are. Okay. Um, yeah, and, and it's, it's handy because people think they're sneaky. Well, he's got, you know, I've got 5,000 friends on Facebook and, you know, 4 million people following me. He'll never notice, but I do notice, and I'm okay with it. You know what I mean? I'm not, I, I don't need the fame. I've yeah. been on TV. I've been on, on big shows. I don't need you to agree with me. I don't need you to adore me. I don't need you to kiss my backside. If you think that, you know, your orb photo is dead Aunt Gladys, by all means. Mm -hmm. You know, and, and, but we, we've got these things out there that, that reinforce, you know, we got to a point where everyone said, okay, I get it. You know, 99.9% .9 of the times, orbs are, you know, this, 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 this. Yeah. doesn't mean that, you know, I, there's still people who come to me and say, I saw this ball of light with my own eyes. And I say, wow, that's interesting. Mm -hmm. So I'm not discounting the entire phenomenon, but what I'm saying, when you show me a picture of it, um, what do you want me to say? Yeah. Well, I had somebody send me a picture once, and they were asking my opinion about what looked like a mist. Now, I'm, as, mm -hmm. as you have seen, I'm sure you've seen literally thousands of mist pictures. Yeah. And I was, yeah. like, I was like, oh, hey, is this a joke or something? Because this is cigarette smoke. <laughs> I am a former And I smoker. thought I was bad. You know, <laughs> way worse. I, I, you just sent back at LOL? <laughs> <laughs> No, no, it's 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 funny, and, and the story gets even better. And I'm like, you know, I used to, I was a heavy smoker for a, for a lot of years, and when when yeah. my wife found out she was pregnant, I quit. And right. um, I'm like, I have accidentally taken pictures myself where I've inadvertently been smoking a cigarette, which is, you know, we all know that you're not supposed to do that. That's fine, everything. Where I was smoking a cigarette, and I snapped the picture just as I'm exhaling, and it's like this is the cigarette smoke. And I, I'm not kidding you, Rob. I got an email back that said. You're a liar and a jerk, and I will never talk to you again. And I wrote back, fine. And you said, now you listen up, Mom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, like, it's like, it's like you, cannot, you, you cannot show me this picture and ask my opinion without me saying, this is cigarette smoke, this is dust. This is an obvious mosquito flying in front yes. of your film. But at the same token, 
I have, like you said, you cannot completely discount the possibility of the phenomena because we don't know what ghosts are supposed to look like to begin well, with. Well, let's say you, you want to send me an orb photo. Okay, send me an orb photo that has a shadow. Send me an orb photo that is partially obscured by a doorway. Yes. Um, now, you're, now you're showing me something interesting. You know, you can take all the crap on my ghost story, the TV show, or my and ram stories, it. I like to call it. Do you know, I'm going to tell you something. This is a little-known fact because I, I, I was, you know, legally downloading episodes. <clears throat> Do you know they had an episode of that show entitled My Orb Story? <laughs> Shut up, are you serious? I swear to you, look it up. Oh, my God. They, had, they, they took the joke and reversed it on us. They had an episode, you know, season eight, episode four, My Orb Story, and the entire episode was just people who had... And I'm watching it. I watch that show because I've had a, a number of friends on it. Mm-hmm. Um, with, with, because it, it used to have some pretty good stuff. And then yeah. they said, damn, we're running out of good stuff. Let's, let's find some more orb stuff to fill it up. And the reason it offends me is dual-fold. One, it's reinforcing the view that all, all orbs are ghosts to a lot of people out there. And two, that the producers of the show know damn well it's dust. Yeah. And they're sitting back as they go and they cash their fat paychecks. They're laughing at us. And that's when I get offended. Um, See, no, my ghost I'm, story followed me on Twitter. And, <laughs> and I, I bashed them and they unfollowed me. So that was fun. <laughs> See, and I wanted to ask you that. We kind of touched this, you know, again, ladies and gentlemen, Rob and I, we were like, you know, a couple of schoolgirls the other night through Facebook. And um, <laughs> one thing, one thing we, did, we, did, um, we did kind of touch on is, do you think that in some weird way that maybe television is trying is going out of its way to try to discredit us? Um, I, I yeah, and this is a conversation we had. Um, yes and no. Okay. I I I would give. I, I, do you want to? You know, let's let's broaden the paranormal field for a moment because we're talking about paranormal underground. Um, so let's take it away from ghosts. Let's go to UFOs for a moment. Okay. Um, I am a firm believer that, that there is alien life. I, I think that if you don't believe that there's alien life, you're lost. Um, we can disagree whether they ever visited our planet or not, mm-hmm. but of course there's alien life out there. Of course there is. That's not even worth debating, right. um, in my opinion. But anyway, if you wanted to say, did was there almost what appeared to be a conscious effort to make UFO investigators look bad on television, I, I think you could make a strong case. Um, every episode of, of some of these shows, and I, I was saying this the other day, I'd watch, I'd download the episode legally and watch the first eight seconds, and if they, they're talking about a case, I'd say, oh, this seems interesting, and then two seconds later, because you know, they, they air the first 30 seconds as the highlights, mm-hmm. If you show me a shot of three, the three investigators standing in a field all pointing up at the sky going, what is that? Then I know that you're, you're, it's BS. Right. It's nonsense. Um, that was the producer saying, we've got to jazz this up, go out at night and point up at the sky. Um, and Bill Burns and UFO Hunters didn't do that, which is why I love that show. Yeah, I like but it there's a new, there was a new crop of shows. There was three or four in the last year or two, and every one of them did it. I'm going to take it a step further, finding Bigfoot. You want to talk about paranormal, let's take it to the Bigfoot realm. Okay. Um, 
they they found Bigfoot. They shouldn't call it finding Bigfoot. Call it found Bigfoot. You found them every damn episode. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, what, what are you talking like? And, and the, the um, Matt Moneymaker comes out after the first season and says the production company screwed us. Uh, you know, we, we knew that was a cow on thermal, and we knew that was someone running around, and they edited it out to parts. And I said, good for you, Matt. Good for you. And he said, there's going to be some changes in season two. And lo and behold, how many seasons have we gone through, and, and it's still the same. Yeah, um, I, I stopped. Well, I've, I've only actually seen a, 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 a few episodes from season one. Okay, let's, let's take those few episodes you saw. Okay. Did they find what they seem to purport as evidence of Bigfoot on every one of those episodes? I would have to say no. I, I, I'm, I'm sorry, but it's like, uh, although, although I do believe that such a thing does exist, um, I believe that it is so incredibly elusive that... Of course it is. But I'm saying know, on, the, on the show, on the episodes you watch that you recall, oh, did oh. they at some point in the episode say, that's a squatch? Yep, you hear that yep, call? Nice. That's a squatch. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah, definitely. Uh, it was like every single episode. And then you had the scientist who was like the voice of reason. But I'm kind of wondering, it's like, is she playing like devil's advocate? Or does she really feel that way, the, the woman with the, with the uh, short hair? And it's like, yeah, and, and she kind of switches back and forth. She's, yeah. uh, she, and, you know, I, I know people in the, in the cryptozoology field who are good people and... Um, you know, I've heard various opinions on everybody. A lot of people say, oh, Bobo's a great guy, and he's really into it. And it's like, I, I don't know him. I've never mm -hmm. met him. I've never talked to him, nothing. I don't know Cliff. I don't know Matt. I don't know any of them. But when I watch the show, and you can blame it on the production company for so long, um, but when every episode you're finding some semblance of Bigfoot, something's amiss. There should be an episode where you say, Wow, absolutely nothing happened. Right. How do you have every episode where there's at least a hint of Bigfoot? That, that's not possible. Otherwise, Bigfoot would be a rare animal that has been captured several times. He's just very rare. Um, if you can find him that easily with a film crew walking around with you in the woods. But anyway, that's, so, so, uh, that's my rant on, on are they trying to make us look foolish Maybe. Um, what, what more to the point, are they looking for a low common denominator in order to make money over a public who um, just wants escapism? Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, that, that, that sounds about right to me. And it's, let, let's face it, I mean, it does, it, it, it got so big, it, especially it seemed to happen to like really drop around the time that we went to war. And, but spiritualism was like that too. You know, spiritualism would come and go in times of war and death and violence and you know, absolutely and whatever. You're, you're a great point, and you're absolutely yeah. right. Yeah. Whenever people have to consider their own mortality more often, um, these shows do really well. And that's yeah. going back to the Cold War in the '80s um, when we had unsolved mysteries, and going back a little bit with In Search of when people are worried about what happens when you die shows that that provide insight into that subject do well yeah you know um and so that may be part of the reason they're fading out i don't think so i just think that this go round it got so so i mean it was 
every kind of crossover you idea you could have, they did. Right. You know, it was like I, I'm I am amazed that they well they did one. I was gonna say where where's the guys you know, how come the guys who make um duck calls haven't gone ghost hunting yet? It'll happen. Oh I'm you know, sure. It I, will. I watched I watched uh what was um Who's the, the the guys who started the whole Americana trend? They travel around in their van and they buy antiques. Oh, uh, American Pickers. I, to me, they for some odd reason they remind me of uh, C three PO and R two D two. But that's just me. They remind me of Abbott and Costello myself. Yeah, but them too. <laughs> um, th- they had their haunted episode. They oh, went they to a, a supposedly haunted house and they kept hearing things. And come on, did. That's that's a real reason. It, it was just overdone. People right. were, and and to be honest, look, a lot of the shows that started coming out were really low quality. Yeah, uh, they they really are, and it's it, it it's also something too. And I'm sorry for bringing this up, but I call it the taps effect. And uh, I, I I actually have this uh, in in the paranormal dictionary on my buddy John Fowler's uh, website, and it's a ta- I call it the Taps effect. That it's like if it's sort of like Rule Thirty Four. If you're going to have a ghost hunting group out there, chances are they're going to be like Taps. I I don't know if that's true anymore, um, because there's yeah, another show out there that I think that there's now a balance. Because mm-hmm. I see, look, if you go on Twitter, there's a lot of little. Um, someone else followers running around, mm-hmm. and you know. So, look, the, the, us us old war horses um, have been around before, during, and after. Yeah, you know, and and that's why you get a lot of people who go. I I hate. I the, here's a, a, a quick rant from Rob. The, one of the things that drives me nuts, and it's a name that you touched on briefly earlier um, mm-hmm. that I won't revisit. There was someone, and this, this actually has to do with Paranormal Underground magazine. There was someone in, a, in an old issue of Paranormal Underground that, um, said that essentially said all ghost shows are fake. Blanket statement, they're all crap, and mm-hmm. they're all staged, and they're all crap, and, and the end. Yeah. And I, I was on the Paranormal Underground uh, message boards, and I said, you can't make that kind of blanket statement. I'll speak for myself. I've done everything openly, honestly, above board, blah, blah, blah. And, and someone else said, well, no, you know, you can't. And it, and it became a bit of a debate. Um, mm-hmm. Lo and behold, this individual shows up on a paranormal show, and I said, uh-huh. Well, I'll be. You know, and, and it was like, I see a lot of people who say, they're all crap, I can't wait till they're all gone. Mm-hmm. And more power to them, you know, like, look, I, Haunting Australia, I don't know if it'll ever air in the United States. Um, there's, there isn't a market. People aren't buying new go shows in America right now. No, they're and not. And the truth is, I'm okay with that. It did mm-hmm. great in Australia, it's going to start airing in the UK, um, I went and did five episodes in Malaysia of a long-running ghost show called Seekers. I did five episodes, and I had an absolute blast. I had the best time. Yeah. You know, and they do everything. There there was psychics. There was exorcists. There was all kinds of mayhem breaking loose. And you didn't have to worry about, yeah, but what are people going to say when I do this? 
So I didn't care what kind of equipment. I'll use whatever kind of equipment I want, you know, because it, it's an audience. And even even then, uh, I remember there was there was people on the on the message board for seekers, and a couple comments said, "Oh, I'm glad you got Rob Demarest, but next time can you get someone from Ghost Adventures?" Uh, I said, oh, "Oh, I can't win. Even in Malaysia, I can't win." Um, yeah, or as, as I like to call him, uh, Para Elvis. But um. <laughs> well, hey, look. I, I, I like I, I said it on my Facebook the other day. I'm not in competition with anyone. Um, everyone has their own mode of doing things, their own rationale. I'm not out here to, you know, bash this one, that one, or the other one. You know, everyone does their own thing, and I'm just going to keep doing mine and being me. You know, if if I I can tell you right now, if you watch a Rob D. Ghost show, it's not going to be the most exciting show you ever saw. Well, that's just being honest. You know, that's, and that's, that's the truth. This field is, yeah. And and you know, I mean, I, and yet I, and yet somehow I still do it. I don't know mm -hmm. what the hell they keep hiring me for. <laughs> I, think, I hope no, no TV people hear this because I don't know why they keep giving me work. I, I'll, I'll say this: um, I have a new show, non-paranormal, that is going to be on in America. Oh. Um, in it's an American show. Cool. Great. Good for you. Yeah, and, and what the hell were they thinking? Maybe they just think you're cute, Rob. I, I wish more people would. I keep trying to tell people, you know, that my mom <laughs> says I am adorable, and but, uh, nobody seems to care. You know, they're more worried about whether I'm going <laughs> to smile in a picture or not, you know. so. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, the other thing is, look, I'm going back to Malaysia. Um, I'm investigating over there again. Mm -hmm. This year, or a couple months ago, I had I fulfilled one of my kind of lifelong dreams in this field of investigating Bangar Fort in India. Oh um, my God, that's that's like, that's in my top ten. Yeah, that was I have I have two. I have a top two at this point because I've hit some incredible locations. Um, mm -hmm. Let me tell you something. That place is friggin' amazing. You're like, where the hell? I mean, first of all, you are hours from anywhere. Right, and then you're you're in a damn city, mm -hmm. an ancient city that's still sitting there. All the you know um, the the brothel, the bank, the temples, the palace—it's all there. Yeah, no, I've seen you know along with tigers and monkeys and 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 it was it was worth it. Um, yeah, you know, so the 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 greatest thing that the show that you know. Look, we're not fooling anybody. The greatest thing that GHI, besides the great memories, has provided is it's given me all the more opportunity to go out and do even more. Right. Um, you know, I, my next big one that I've got I've to do at some point, it, it just has to be done, is Japan. Yeah, Japan is definitely, uh, definitely has a lot of... Um, it's... it's its spiritual beliefs are so vastly different from the West. It's uh, I, I can't even think of a you know a proper analogy for it. But you know what, Rob? Unfortunately, though, we have kind of run up against um, you know the time, and we do what? have. Yeah, I know. Believe, yeah, it, it actually uh, it actually has come to this. So what we have done is we have come to the part of the show that is called Shameless Self Promotion Corner. This gives you the opportunity. <laughs> that, that's all I do. I thought that was the whole show. 
no, 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 we actually, and I think Cheryl is is trying to come up with uh, theme music for this because I think it'd be great, like some kind of circus <laughs> music or something. But yeah, we've come some Diane West. <laughs> yeah, no, no, thank you. Um, I'm actually, <laughs> I'm actually pushing for him to leave the country. Um, I, I'm going to let you finish your statement, but let me just say, <laughs> sorry, that was the worst impersonation I've ever done, and I do Paul Bradford. So, okay. go on, self promotion. Self promotion. What it? What is it that you are trying to sell? What is it you that you got? What is it that you want us to buy? Go. Yeah. All right. Well, here we go. Just to, um, first of all, because I don't have that much to advertise. I guess you know I've been working with Paranormal Underground for for some time now. I think they're great people. They put out a wonderful product um, in in both the magazine and the radio show. So make sure you support oh, you. them. Um, and for me, it's the same old. I'm on Facebook, same old, www.facebook.com slash Rob Demarest. Um, you can follow me on there because every post I do is public. You don't have to friend request me because I'm all full. And the big one I'm going to push, for whatever reason, I've decided that I want more Twitter followers. So once again, www.twitter.com slash Rob Demarest. Uh, that is two Bs for those of you who forget or send me messages with one B and never get a response. Uh, Haunting Australia, currently airing in repeats in Australia, soon to be airing on the Really Channel in the United Kingdom, hopefully at some point at least coming to iTunes in the United States, so be looking for that. Um, other than that, I can't really talk about the other shows that I'm going to be doing because it's too early on in the process and they've got sure. me on non-disclosure agreements, so yeah. that is it for me. Okay. Well, thank you so much, Rob, for uh, for joining oh, thank us. You. It's been a really fascinating conversation, and it's probably been it. Well, no, it has been. It has been an amazingly fun. So, thank you, Rob. Good. I hope that thank maybe you. you'll come back on again some other time. Anytime, anytime. Just you know, any next time we need, I'd say about a four to five hour window. Um, I'll talk to Cheryl about that. See, if maybe, <laughs> you know what? You know, All right. we, we, we thank you like guys again. Series. Okay. Thanks, Rob. Yeah. All, All right. right. Take care. You too. Bye bye. Hi, this is Hazy, and you're listening to the Hazy Radio Network. Hey, everybody, welcome back. Um, I hope that you enjoyed that interview as much as I enjoyed interviewing Rob D. He's a real funny guy, personable, uh, just uh, sounds like the kind of dude you could sit down and have a beer with. Rob Denrest, as interviewed by Master Interviewer. Ricky, Ricky Chicago. Rick, Ricky Chicago. Ricky, Chi Ricky Chicago. Ricky Chicago. That's my new name for you. Got Chucky e. G and Ricky Chicago. That's right. Then we can start carrying around Tommy guns too. <laughs> That's right. You, you do sound a little like mobsters when I when I string it all together like that, don't you? A little bit. <laughs> well, okay. So, um, Cheryl. Yes, hi. Oh, oh she's there. Somebody I know she's the there because yeah. I would have loved to listen to that interview. You have to listen to it in podcast. Because Cheryl and I, the entire time, we have the sound off so you can't hear us. The entire time, blah, blah, blah. blah. <laughs> yeah, they're, 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 they're talking business kind of stuff, and I'm just sitting here. <laughs> Sorry, I Rick. I what's going on. It, At it's least we like weren't talking about business. like breast pain in our periods or anything, dude. <laughs> That I would have been. I, I probably would have felt a little bit more comfortable. I'm not. I'm not. The, I'm not a business type guy, you know. <laughs> oh, anywho. So, Cheryl, what's coming yeah. up next week? Um, next week 
and uh, you would think I would already have had this open. Is it Seth? Is Seth um, coming back next week? It very well might be, but before I say so, I just want to open up my list. And yes, May 15th, 2014, we are welcoming back Seth Michael. And Seth is a psychic medium and spiritual advisor. He is also the co-founder of the paranormal team White Light Paranormal Insight based in Camas, Washington. Did I say that right, Karen? The city name? Okay, Mm -hmm. good. And um, he joined us. Who knows, you know. Was it last month, early last month, I think? And we have more to talk about. Yeah, I ran into him at the Oregon Ghost Conference and he said, you know, I really want to come back because I really want to, to to talk about some things. And I said, okay. Yeah. You know, so, and then what's, uh, I know in June we are off. And so yeah. is Chucky e. G. Yeah. No, no live Ricky no Chicago live. or Chucky e. G for the entire month of June. Listeners. How are they going to get by? <laughs> I don't know. I don't Maybe know. they can watch like some 1920s gangster movies where everybody <laughs> talks like this. See? See? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> that was a disturbing little episode that, that of was. Radio. So, um, what, so what do we have the rest of the month? The rest of the month we are working on currently. All right, then. <laughs> so we have one guest lined up. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so it could be us talking like could 1920s games for the rest of the month. You just don't know. <laughs> for the whole, the whole time, the rest of the month, we're just going to be talking like that. Plus the entertainment. (laughs) With the the D's, the D's, and the D's. You'd be much better about talking talking Chicago than me. Go Bears. Yeah. But we'll we'll have some good shows still before we go on hiatus. All right. So apparently I shouldn't have asked that far ahead. And um, so, well, with that little faux pas, uh, magazine. Magazine. uh, No news is good news. All right. So we have one. (laughs) The May issue is not quite ready yet, but will be soon. Yes, Cheryl's very forthcoming this evening. (laughs) Hey, Cheryl. Yes, Karen. What's coming up on Chuck's show? That I can tell you about. Oh, okay. That I can tell you about. If you're listening live, stay tuned right after us for Chucky G in the Dark Radio. He is going to be playing a pre-recorded interview with Chris Fleming. And you may know Chris Fleming from shows such as Dead Famous and Psychic Kids. He's done some other shows. Um, He was on, I think, at least one, maybe more episodes of Ghost Hunters. And um, he talks about, um, he's also a, I don't don't really know the term he goes by, but I want to say empath. Um, And so he talks about um, how how he investigates his, his, um, a little bit about his childhood and how he, his abilities came to him and um, also about his um, his work in the field, which is extremely interesting. He's developed a couple of methods um, of investigating that people now use. He talks about that. He talks about being on the, the shows that he's been involved with, and I think the listeners will really like it. Yeah, Chris Fleming does seem like a pretty neat guy. I, I, I will say that. Very good. Yeah. All right. Well, that's very exciting. So now we have seven minutes to kill on this new shorter format. Hmm. I got nothing. <laughs> I, I got nothing out of C, man. Yeah. No, I Carol got and I have sat and been talking. Like, we used it all up. I know. But now, nothing. Nothing. 
We got nothing. I got nothing to say. I got nothing to say. Well, watch any good paranormal TV lately? Um, I haven't watched any TV lately. Ooh. Oh my gosh, been a little busy. Been writing a cookbook. Yeah. Have cookbook. Have cookbook brain, as I have told you. It is a low FODMAP cookbook. FODMAPs are um basically fruit sugars or types of carbohydrates that can cause irritable bowel syndrome. So that's not going to be worth talking about. Yeah, no. I know, All but right. I have cookbook brain because I've been writing like for twelve hours a day for the last several days. So I'm a little, uh, little woozy. I'm woozy. Ooh, Rob St. Helens talking about hockey in the in the chat room. That reminds me. I think the Kings and Ducks are on. Um, I'm not going to talk about hockey. Oh, I'm sorry, Rob. I know Love nothing. You very about much, hockey. But We're just no a hockey. bunch of fun tonight, aren't we? I have to tell you, I was, well, I just thought of something. Yeah. You know, there are certain words that sound like exactly what they mean. Mm-hmm. And I think woozy is one of them. Yes, I agree. Doesn't woozy sound kind of. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it does. Yeah, but I think that's the uh, English language in general. Woozy. I don't know. Weasel. No, weasel sounds like what it is, too. Hmm. I don't know. Chemicals in food cause IBS. Oh, I'm sorry. I brought us back to the topic. Oh, yes. Well, I didn't want to talk about flatulence <laughs> in our bells. Oh, I was reading our chat room. <laughs> Somebody in our chat room, Santa Tani. Thank you. You know what, though? The, the missus right now is all on a, um, she's she's all on a, like a, like a, an all-natural, what's well, an organic kick right now. And I tell you what, I've actually, for the last two weeks, I feel better than, than I used to. Yeah. Yes. Yes, you organics. Yeah. Or, yeah, because you're not putting all those chemicals in your body. I absolutely do. I mean, I write about natural natural foods a lot. And mm-hmm. um, I I think if you can afford it, I think it's a great way to eat. So. Yeah. yeah. My, uh, my, uh, my older brother Steve got us onto it, and uh, yeah, it seems to be working. Yeah, very good. Well, I have not actually left the house in days because of the cookbook. And... <laughs> So I'm lucky I've I've showered, and so I do notice that that like lucky Jim, right? Yeah, that Jim and Jim and Tanner are standing longer and longer in front of the refrigerator, staring in it longingly, which tells me it's probably time to go to the grocery store to to feed the poor. <laughs> oh, Patty just yeah, Patty just sent me something to remind me. Um, if you're doing, if you're in the Seattle area and you're not doing anything Memorial Day weekend, you can stop by Paracon Seattle. It's mm. part of Crypticon and Paracon. It's a huge deal. Uh, it's actually up by the airport. And um, if you, you know, search Paracon Seattle 2014, if you Google that, if you look in the Google, you should be able to find it. And it promises the to be a lot of fun. Google. The Google. The Google. That's right. It's in the Google. That's like here, you know. Here we say in Chicago, you don't just uh, you you don't just go to the Walmart or the Jewel. You go to the WalMarts and the Jewels. The what did you say? The second one is the the WalMarts and the Jewels. That's how that's how people say that. That's it's kind Jules. of a regional thing. You know, you go to, you go to the Walmart or the Jewel, but around here it's like a, a region. I don't thing. even know what that is. A Jewel. Oh, Jewel is a uh, it's a food uh, grocery store. Oh, I never heard of it. No. Oh, okay. Well, I Big think Western it's a, I think it's only yeah, Midwestern yeah. thing. Yeah. Exactly flyover kind of thing so with that folks guess what sadly we have come to the end of our hour and a half and you lucky people only had to hear me talk a little bit so um stick around for check g who's going to be talking to chris fleming it's recorded but still stick around for chucky g because chris fleming cool interesting come back next week when we're talking to seth michael 
And, you know, other stuff will happen in between them. Listen to the other wonderful shows here on the Hazy Radio Network. You can check out the schedule if you're in the chat room right now. All you have to do is click up on the link at the top of the page that says Shows, Schedule of Shows, and you can see what wonderful things are happening here on Hazy. Anybody have anything else before I sign us out? Not Not a a darn thing. thing. Not a thing. All right, you guys. Everybody have a good week. We'll be back next time, next week, 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern, other times in the flyover states. Thanks for listening to Paranormal Underground Radio on the Hazy Radio Network. Good, good night. night. Good night. If to be a guest on Paranormal Underground Radio, email editor at paranormalunderground.net. Until next time, keep exploring the unexplained at paranormalunderground.net. Please join us next week for Paranormal Underground Radio on the Hazy Radio Network.